Reach for the Sky. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. We sure are. And we love movies. Oh, yeah, we do. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And here we are. We're finally doing it, something that I have been advocating for for since we started this podcast, pretty much. We are talking about the first five Pixar movies. We are Boom! talking Toy Story. We're talking Bugs Life. We're talking T2, the better version, the Pixar T2. version. We're talking... Monsters, Inc., and then we're talking Finding Nemo. So, first episode, Toy Story, couldn't be happier. And here to join us on our Toy Story episode, we have a special guest. We have a special guest here to, tonight, um, somebody that I love dearly. He's close to me. Uh, he has a podcast out there. It's called Ritter Me This. Uh, his name's Ethan Ritter. He's a comedian out here in Denver, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Ritter. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. So happy to have you here, Ethan. We have been pumped to talk about Toy Story for a while with you. So let's do it, guys. We're talking Pixar. What's your thoughts on Pixar? Do you guys love it as much as I do? Because I feel like Pixar is one of those things in my life that, uh, you know, I always like the traditional animation that came before it. I love your Beauty and the Beast, your Lion Kings, your Aladdin. But there's something special about all these Pixar movies, man. There's just something that I love about them. And they were big, big parts of my childhood. Well, I was going to say it is kind of between Disney and Pixar because with animation, that was the industry standard at that point, that kind of cartoon, the 2D. And then Pixar, to me, kind of introduced a style that was like like bridging the gap between like claymation almost. And like it was kind of like Spider-Verse, in my opinion. It kind of had that real-life shadow or the shading and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I think I like Pixar more because of the uh, sarcastic humor. So I'm always going to love Disney. Um, but I, I do think that Pixar is a little more intelligent in terms of making, like tickling my funny bone, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's like a big thing that Pixar He's set tickling out to me do. right now. Hey, over here. there it is. <laughs> Can they uh, see us or just hear us? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but that's that's something that Pixar set out to do is that they wanted to make like higher level comedy, and that was a big thing when they were making uh, the first Toy Story. Is that Disney? Uh, they you know they went in and uh, they were a producer on Toy Story, and they said we want you to make this. Uh, higher level and we want you to make this almost like an adult movie i think what they said was that they wanted it edgy and edgy is pretty much code for we want it to be entertaining for adults and so before this you have movies that have good stories and all that sort of stuff they're very entertaining and great musicals um but toy story is very much a movie that you know you're not necessarily dragging parents to because a parent can sit through this and be like this is a freaking great movie as well yeah it has a lot of adult themes in it a lot of good stuff that you can really identify with even if you're not a little kid and it also brings out the little kid in you which is great absolutely i mean it is a movie about toys so um are, <laughs> what did, i do i mean it is about toys danny what do you what do you remember remember about pixar what's your 
What's your childhood uh, like? I got Pixar. hit in the head by a football when I was about 13, so my childhood's a little fuzzy. Um, your childhood. Pix- my childhood. Uh, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, Pixar had a, a huge influence on our life growing up. Toy Story. Uh, I'm really excited to go through all these. Really looking forward to A Bug's Life. Um, but I think what they did is just uh, they made they made something enjoyable for everybody, for the whole family, uh, which is a great thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just think they brought to life, you know, with animation, as we've seen now in The Incredibles, Incredibles 2, and all these different movies, you can just go so much, so much farther than uh, than ever before. Some of those little sequences, especially in Incredibles 2, um, like that motorcycle sequence, it's just... It's just oh, unreal. Man. That's you know, one of the, the better that sequences ever in an animation. Oh, film. I know. Yeah, it's just it's just so good. So uh, I, you know, I love it. I love what they can do. And now, I mean, uh, film is catching up just because you can add that animation into a real, you know, a live action film now. So things are just getting crazy. But these these first, especially these first five Pixar films, really were an example of, uh, I guess, what the future of filmmaking was going to be. Um, they killed it. Yeah. And I killed it with that. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I agree, man. And uh, Pixar is another one of those things where, like, the reason that we're doing the first five Pixar films is because every single one of the first five Pixar films was a freaking hit. You know what I mean? Like, because after this, you have you have your Incredibles, you have Cars, and you have Ratatouille, which are all pretty good. Um, but, you know, you get Cars, and then you get the Cars sequels. You have, like, A Good Dinosaur, and you have multiple at Brave, all these movies that are, they're fine, right? But right. I look back on every single one of these first five, and they are all great freaking movies. So I did have one um, thing to say about in our society with culture and, um, you know, making all these new movies and creating art, it does seem like we do recycle a lot of ideas and that's just a thing. And this is why I wanted to do toy stories. Cause it was such a brand new idea, you know, like, Oh, the, uh, the dolls are alive when you're not there. And then when they are there, then they're in this like catatonic state where they just kind of hit the floor. Um, but you will see that. Um, I, I believe, I, I mean, I know Monsters, Inc. is kind of the same way, that totally. same kind of theme. And then, and then uh, what was that? It was called, like, Pets or something? Yeah, The Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Wasn't that Pixar, too? Uh, no, I, th- I believe that was DreamWorks Animation. I could be wrong okay. on that. But, but I mean, and, and that's kind of, like, the reason why I do like uh, Toy Stories, because it was a new take on something so creative that no one could have ever, like, ripped it off you know what i mean like it was it was kind of like the first of its kind um but you know monsters inc is a different because it kind of deals with like another realm but um yeah i just think that this kind of gave the go-ahead to make more money off the same type of concept um that we just kind of see over and over and over again with all the remakes and you know everything that you guys you know have seen before in cinema Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, Toy Story is definitely one of those movies that is very original. And the reason that it is so original, right, is because it is like the first fully computer animated film. That was the first that was the first film that has ever done this. Right. And so what were they doing before with Disney? Was it like like flip book? Um, so essentially, you know how you can make like 24 
frames per second, right? And so what right, they would right, do right. is all of those were essentially hand drawn. And so right. regardless, they would they might have like templates and stuff, which is why in original animation you'll see the background never change, right? But the individual characters will change. So when you watch oh, okay. something like The Fox and the Hound, you were literally seeing like sure the same background, but you know, um Copper, for instance, is one of the characters in the Fox and the Hound. And somebody actually I'm Copper and I'm a hound dog. Man. <laughs> Talking about an adorable movie. I freaking love Fox and the Hound. But <laughs> every time that character moves, somebody like drew every single movement that that is doing. And so, and that doesn't really change until this point, right? And you see uh, computer animation kind of step in and they start being able to utilize computer animation in a way with hand-drawn stuff. And so they um, are able to put the drawings into the computer and you're able to capture backgrounds and things like that. But still, those individual characters are really difficult to actual to animate on a computer. And so um, this kind of offered them a new lens to see it through. I mean, okay. If I might take my moment just to explain how Pixar came to be, I'm going to try to <laughs> absolutely take it, David. I'm going to try to take the, do this very quickly because I know that Danny's going to probably start checking out after about a minute and a half. I would say. I mean, I'm already out. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that was boring just there. So, but I got the coffee on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So Toy Story is directed by a guy named John Lasseter, and John Lasseter was one of the original Cal Arts team. He was in a um, he was in a class with like Tim Burton and Brad Bird, and Cal Arts was a uh, special college that was taught by the original Disney animators. And so all those guys went on to do like really special things. And so John Lasseter is hired by Disney, and he goes to Disney, and he's fairly successful. And he takes on he did Fox and the Hound, he did some animation in that, and then he goes to take on a project called the brave little toaster which is a movie Ooh. that we watched when we did we were little and Dude, so it was scary it was a crazy movie but so he has a hand in this and he goes to them and says computer animation is a big deal if i could utilize this it could make a really interesting movie and a movie that's different than what anybody has seen before and the disney execs they looked at him and they said is it going to be cheaper and he said well no and they said, well, we don't want to do it then. And then they canned him on the spot. And they said, your project is complete. And so he left, essentially. And then there's another guy named Edward Catmull. And he was part of Industrial Light and Magic. He had, uh, he had joined up with George Lucas. And he is kind of innovative in the technology that is used to create computer animation. And so Industrial Light and Magic kind of turns into this thing where they're coming up with all these drastic new uh, concepts. Yeah, exactly. ILM. And they're coming up with... Uh, new technology that can make computer animation in ways that it's never been done before. And they have success in movies like Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, and a variety of things. Anyway, George Lucas doesn't want to do this anymore after a certain point because he's like, essentially, I'm just telling, I'm selling a technology. Like, I don't know what these guys are going to do. I like it, but I just can't do it anymore. And so Pixar is kind of left in the dirt and they don't know what they're going to do. And that's where Steve Jobs comes in and he invests $10 million. Uh, Steve Jobs yeah, comes in and he much? invests $10 million into Pixar and Pixar oh, gets baby. started and they go, okay, what are we going to do? And so they start coming up with ideas for short films. And that's when John Lasseter pretty much independently animates something called Luxo. And that is that little uh, lamp short that you see oh, at the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah. of a uh, toy story. And that gets nominated for an Academy award. And that really puts Pixar in the map. And then the intro, what's that? The intro of it hopping, the lamp hopping, that got a, 
an Oscar. So it um there's like yeah. an there's an actual short film where the little lamp is interacting with the little lamp with a ball. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that little short film, and that got nominated for an Academy Award, and then now that's kind of like the you know that's like the mascot for Pixar. And the that's why icon they have it jump. Yeah, exactly the icon. Um. So anyway, from there they come up with this thing called Tin Toy, and that short film uh, wins an Oscar, and that's kind of where John Lasseter got his idea for Toy Story because Tin Toy involves a toy running from a baby, and he was like, "What if we went to a world of animating toys and stuff?" And this sounds like a really good fun thing and so eventually uh pixar gains so much notoriety that they're like we really want and like this is the big deal for them is that they've always wanted to make a feature-length film and so they go to disney and they ask if they can make a feature-length film and disney gives them the go-ahead and that's pretty much the story of uh the first toy story is that disney goes okay go ahead and they actually pitched an idea of Toy Story to Disney and Disney was like, this sucks. And so they had to go back and rewrite it. And the second rewrite was like way better. And so they were able to make it, but where do you find this information? I mean, do you just know that much for a long time or did you have to look all this up? Because that's Um, mind blowing. No, uh, I mean, a lot of that, what I just told you is way longer. There's, I mean, there's much more that I could have said, but I was trying to condense it. Um, there's a, there's a documentary called the Pixar story that lays most of that stuff out. And it's a really good documentary. I highly recommend it. It's really interesting. Um, But man, I mean, because they go way further into like George Lucas and them coming up with like computer animation in there. And they came up with this technology called Caps. And it was pretty much to create like computer animated backgrounds. And that's why like that scene in the Beauty and the Beast looks so weird is because they actually use computer animation to capture the background. Yeah. You you mean the scene in the guest? Um, No, it's when um, Belle and the Beast dance. In, oh, in and the, spinning around. Yeah, and, exactly. You know how the camera, the camera does stuff that a camera would never be able to do, and that's because they essentially, like, they drew it, and then they put it into um, a computer simulation, and then they just steer the camera around. Yeah, so the, it's it's like an, it's like in Halo when you can go in after your game or whatever and revisit it and go and take the camera and just go all over the place, like all over the map. That's exactly what it's like. You know like. what I mean, David? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and remember we talked about that kind of technology when we talked about Avatar. Avatar did very much the same thing except for on a level that's far, far, far past this. What, just more? Turok Maktu calls to them. <laughs> it's, is it just more pixelated for Avatar? Um, yeah, I mean, the, I would imagine that the level of pixel. The level of pixels in Avatar is just ridiculous because Toy There's Story is like... There's a lot of pixels. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's why they call it Pixar, right? Um, but the level of pixels is like in the millions for Toy Story. And I don't know. It's like hundreds of millions probably for Avatar. I have no idea though. So I have limited knowledge of this, but there you go. Do any of your students call you teach? Just like, yo, what up, teach? Yo, teach. No, you know, I don't. I have a lot of, I have friends. They call me teach. I, most of my kids call me Jones. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, I would say it's kind of split half and half. I feel like you just took me to school on that. There you go, man. I mean, this is what I do on a daily basis, except for not. You did great. I feel like you should have handed out a lesson plan. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'd like you guys to watch the Pixar story, and I want you to uh, write a summary of some of the basic concepts that they had to deal with. Not with any of the Pixar stuff, no. Um, I'm hanging out with Derek tonight. You know what they say. (laughs) 
Those who can't do, right? <laughs> <That's> teach. <laughs> those, those who can't teach, teach gym. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. It's a quote. Okay. What, uh, I, what is that from? That's what from. Do you think, mm-hmm. What do you think? That, yeah, name one movie that you think we would be <laughs> quoting together. Those can't teach, teach. I'm thinking of uh, Eastbound and Down for some reason right now. No, it's maybe the best movie of all time. <laughs> Old, oh, geez. Uh, Dumb and Dumber? No. Uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump, hands down. It's from a little, it's a small film. Uh, Jack Black starred in it's from School of Rock. Oh, I've heard of that one. <laughs> I am vaguely familiar with that film. Dang, I, I slipped up there. Sorry, listeners. All right. Uh, it's okay. I mean, you just got to watch School of Rock more, man. Dude, I'm excited um, that today's the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and pull my string. The party's today. <laughs> <laughs> no day but today, to quote Rent. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but, I mean, what do you guys want to talk about as far as to- Toy Story goes? I we want to just talk about Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that I talked about John Lasseter. I talked about his story. He's a director. Well, now let me talk about John Lithgow for a little bit. I just wanted to kind of <laughs> expand. He was good in Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dexter season I mean, four. Are we are we just gonna go run through this thing now? Uh, you know, I think we should talk about some of the main players here. I feel like I had one oh, more oh, you- thing that I wanted to talk about here. I'm kind of my brains. Oh yeah, Andrew Andrew Stanton, who's the director of Finding Nemo, and Pete Doctor, uh, the director of Monsters Inc. They were in like the very beginning of Pixar, and so we'll talk about them later. But they had a huge influence on this film as well. Boom. Got it all out. That's all I need to say. So, so I've been th- I've been thinking about this kind of more chromatically um, or like in a lineage. Or did you want to kind of like jump around? Oh, no. Um, we'll, we'll walk through the plot of the movie. I think. here. Great. Great. Yeah. Because I was going to say I got that's how I'm following um, notes and like characters is like when they pop up. I was like, oh, that's that's. um Ernest. You know, and Jim Varney. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, well, here we should talk about the casting of this movie, though, because oh, it's it's so good. It's incredible, right? I mean, yeah. I would say Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Um, this is one of the best casting decision. It's probably this Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight and Tony Stark Iron Man. I absolutely agree. I think this is the the number one casting choice of all time, especially <laughs> Tim Allen. It just seemed yeah. like they needed a lot of home improvement, and so they brought in somebody that um, could really do it. So nice. Hey, let's uh, everyone do your best, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. The ho 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 ho. Let's hear it. Go ahead. What is it? Because he goes uh, ho 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 ho. It's something weird like that. Cause no, he goes like, oh, 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 like that yeah, or something yeah. like that, doesn't he? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is just like the real life version of Scooby Doo, but <laughs> I, I, I can't hear what it's like on the mic, so I just wanted to hear this later on 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 the radio. Absolutely. Radio? Who needs radio? Yeah, yeah it's kind of radio, kind of. All right. Sorry. No, no, no. I had another point, though. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's okay. I don't. I don't have anything. So Tom Hanks, best, best, best ever. Ever. I mean, there's yeah. there's nothing better. They they actually cast him off of Turner and Hooch. They saw Did his they? performance from that. They saw his performance in that, and they were like, "This guy would be great as a little cowboy doll in an animated 
<laughs> I don't know about you in another movie, but you as a little cowboy doll, yes. <laughs> Nothing says Woody from Toy Story like uh, a guy getting irritated by a dog. They're standing behind him before they know he got the part, and they're at the party, and they're like, there's some guy yanking his back, pointing at his other friend. Tom Hanks doesn't know. He's like, <laughs> this guy. Hey, how old do you think Colin Hanks was when this movie came out? Oh, that is a good question. He was young. He I mean, wasn't that think young. Think about though. if you were like my dad's Woody. That'd be that'd be pretty crazy, right? Well, he when was did probably like seven years old? No, when did when did Orange County come out? Okay, because I was just gonna say that that was probably like two thousand. It was after it was like, Shallow Hal. It was probably like right? two thousand four, two thousand five. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I was so, gonna say two thousand three. Colin Hanks is Tom Hanks' son. Um, I would imagine that he was probably like middle school. Okay, I would say I mean, he's like that's 12, like 13. kind of right when the movie's great. I I was probably a little younger, but uh, because I was seven I th- when this came out. Do you uh do you remember a movie called That Thing You Do? Oh, <laughs> of course, yeah, I love right. that, dude. A lot of people I talk to haven't seen that movie, and it blows my mind. Steve's on. Um, Tom? yeah, and there's there's a great part. <laughs> uh, are you own what is it? Are you O'Neaters? It's on netters. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. the wonders. But when they're when they're walking up the red carpet, right? And, Colin Hanks uh, is escorting somebody. Liv Tyler. It's yeah. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably the first time we saw him. And then Orange County. I was just kind of curious how old he was when this came out because he had to have been a kid, right? And watched this a zillion times just like we did. Well, no, you're probably right, man. Because I bet I bet we are pretty fair in that assessment. I bet he was like eighth grade, maybe freshman year when this came out. Um, I'm going to say three years old. I'm going to go against the grain. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I'm a betting man. What if he got bullied for this somehow? And like, I guarantee he did. <laughs> Why would you get bullied? Oh, There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Your yeah, dad's dude, like the probably... best animated film ever made, you idiot. Yeah, he just, every time he just hires someone to throw a wad of cash at that person's face and say, uh, no, um, but I'm sure people were like, hey, Colin, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> and he's like, at one point, he's like, this is enough. I need to like talk to like the administrator. I need to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Colin, reach for this guy. Oh, He's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I do kind of know what you mean, but I mean, they could have done that with Colin's hand trembles. I would say, I would say out of Tom Hanks movies, this is probably like the last, this is probably one that wouldn't get made fun of as much. I mean, no, yeah, there's a variety of I, movies in yeah, Tom Hanks career. No, it's I also, yeah. also just to drop a fun fact, since you brought up that thing you do, did you know that Tom Hanks directed that film and that's the first film he ever directed? I don't think I do, but he, what was his name in it? What was his name as the, uh, oh, as the agent, Mr. Big. <laughs> no, um, I don't <laughs> remember. I'll think of it when we, when we keep going and it'll, it'll hit me later on, but, um, yeah, it sucks. I wish I knew that offhand. Oh, well. I haven't his, seen that movie in his, a long his time. His speech when uh, when that dude breaks up with Faye or whatever, and he's like, why didn't you leave her in Pittsburgh? And then he uh, kind of talks him through that that studio session is one of the best Tom Hank moments, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he directed himself. Anyway. Uh, All right, let's talk about I want Toy something story. zippy, something poppy, something nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that movie's so good. Uh, wow. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> How's that, Mr. White? I quit. I love That's so funny, guys. Seriously, that movie's really great. Um, but seriously, we should... Pre- yeah, so Toy Story's great. Uh, Tom Hanks is great. Uh, 
So, Tim Allen, should we do the whole thing again? <laughs> hey, Tim Allen, uh, this is probably... Can we just is, talk about the movie, please? Okay, let's talk about let's, let's talk about Toy Story. It's good. Any other Tim Allen thoughts? I think we can move on. Is there... Well, oh. there's one more Tim Allen thing. I'm like, I kind of want to look at where he we'll is in We'll talk about the career, Santa Claus next year. That's true. We probably will talk, have to talk about Santa Claus next year. Um, great opening for this movie, though, because this is Agreed. a movie about toys, right? And so we haven't seen the fact that the toys come to life. Obviously, we know it from the trailer. Uh, but it starts out with Andy actually playing with these toys, and you get to see this cute little recreation of Andy and what he would do with all these guys, and you get to see that everything is centered around Woody. Woody is the central character in all the of his make The bed sheets, the posters, stuff. the whole room, everything is Woody. Yeah, which is kind of like, man. Sick. It's very, yeah, sure. It's sick. Did you guys have toys that you were this obsessed with when you were little? No, <laughs> like, I don't think so. I mean, maybe like a character in like a movie, like maybe Power Rangers, something like that. But I I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't deck my whole, I just think they were trying to get a point. I love right. those little G.I. Joes that I had. I still have them in a shoebox at the house. Right. Well, I mean, but they're I great. Like, yeah. I like when that, <laughs> when that scene's going down, there's like uh like the general, um, I think I wrote down General Billion, but it's spelled G uh, G E N E R I L. Like it's like cutesy stuff, right? Like they yeah. misspell things on purpose. Little kid writing, right? Correct. Yes, like backwards E's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those are a backwards eyes. Okay, well <laughs> now I've got multiple things going on that I want to comment on. Um, but. I would say for me, like the closest thing would probably be something like Power Rangers, but mine would be Ninja Turtles, right? That would be something okay, that makes sense. But that's based off of a TV show, right? That's based off Correct. of something that I would actually watch well, and take okay, part in. So I'll, those characters would be based off. My of rebuttal is in. that there, in the second movie of Toy Story, there is a TV show about those toys, which is so, which is my next point because Andy okay, is sorry. living in the '90s. Why would this kid have a freaking room decked out in a cowboy doll that's based off of a character <laughs> that aired in like the 1950s? <laughs> like, or it was like 1960s. Because his probably. mom liked it. Come on. I mean, because <laughs> he had some spare videotapes up in the attic. Does it matter? It just seems bizarre. He's like, I just really it love just, that. I really like enjoyed Woody's Roundup. You remember that show that aired in 1964? <laughs> arguing about it. Isn't this it's what the people came here to listen to? It's a toy, dude. <laughs> no, I swear that the plot of this movie but will really, actually move what's the underlying? What's the underlying message in the conspiracy? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm kidding. Oh, I, I didn't joke. really have much more on that whole thing. I just think it's funny. So, <laughs> Woody's Roundup. Great. Can't wait to talk about Toy Story 2. Can't so. wait to talk about that. So is it the same day as his birthday, if I'm correct? Uh, so his birthday is a week later, which is it's, why everybody's surprised that the party's today. But they're moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I wrote, all right. You're right. I wrote down uh, <laughs> one of my favorite. All right. So he says, uh, give me one sec. Oh, he says the uh, plastic corrosion awareness night was a success thanks to Mr. Spell Dude. or something like that. That was one of the funniest. I would lines say. The- I'm not going to hand out my favorite character awards right now, but Mr. Spell is up there. When he goes, you're welcome. That is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I'm saying that 
years later, something tragic happens, and I'm speaking about you, David, and I go, and all he wanted to hear was your. Well, <laughs> his favorite character was Mr. Spell from Toy Mr. Story. Spell. And he said one thing, you're welcome. But in this in this uh, town hall meeting, we get to like we get to meet some of the characters like Mike, the Mike, you know, it's like a microphone kind of thing. I, I kind of remember it as a kid. Um, obviously, Slinky, who is um, played by Jim Varney, who does Jim Varney, who is one of my Ernest favorites goes to jail. I think that I think that Ernest scared stupid. Yeah, exactly. That was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I love Ernest. Um, I think that Jim Varney's uh, Slinky is one of the better parts of this movie. And there's a lot of the other characters that add a lot of comedy, but like Slinky is there for like pure endearment purposes, right? He makes you really like Woody. And the fact that he's best friend, exactly. The fact that he's Woody's best friend, you're like, bubbly dad, howdy. You know, like those parts, you're just like, (laughs) nice. This is a good guy. I trust him. I, um, well, I had a point to make about Pixar doing the animation to the faces of these, um, characters like it's almost like jim varney's face kind of looks like slinky's in a way where it's kind of saggy and droopy and it matches how he speaks like before it was kind of like um like disney had those moving lips that kind of like reminded me of like pokemon kind of you know Mm. just like up and down we know it's fake but like their faces are just kind of like so intensely personified it's it's ridiculous Dave, is Jim Varney, has he been in every single one? Uh, no, actually. Good. Really? <laughs> Great question, what Danny. what happened to that uh, guy? Did he, he, he died. He died shortly after Toy Story Jim 2 Varney came died? out. Jim Varney died? he's dead I didn't now. know that. Yeah, he died shortly after Toy Story 2 came out. And you know From who, what? Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming smoking, but um, it's terrible though. No, I'm um, assuming smoking. Did, did you just hear what Danny said? He said Ernest goes to heaven. Oh, <laughs> come on, guys! I'm sorry. No, I hope he did go to heaven. I hope that he did. He did. He, he did. Yeah, he did. We know. It. Yeah. Um, but I, oh gosh. But he died shortly after Toy Story 2. And so when they made Toy Story 3, they were like, who are you going to get to replace Slink? And they actually got, I don't know this guy's name, but it was Sean's dad from Boy Meets World. He also oh, played the, uh, that the guy. guy that's speaking oh, gibberish remember? from Waterboy. Oh, yeah. Home is where you make it Home from Joe yeah. Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's that guy. And he does a great job. You, can't even, you can barely even tell the difference when you watch it. Joe Montana was a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Um, man talk water boy talk about a movie a movie we will never talk about on this podcast <laughs> i know yeah that'd be a waste of time um i just want to point out right now that i'm just staring at a poor connection screen and also me and danny are huddled over this table it's it's awesome i'm having a great time but it really is like a my my sides are starting to hurt <laughs> like for all you listeners out there who really <laughs> care about the podcast and we're doing this for you guys and girls we're doing this for you guys and girls but the entire purpose of the town hall is that woody has to tell everybody that okay and uh, because he's looking at his thing and he's like and uh andy's birthday party has been moved to today and everybody freaks out right because they're like and this and this is a point that i want to make because the plot of every pixar movie at least these first fives it, at least these first five, not fives. <laughs> five. Um, <laughs> these first five is horrifying. 
<laughs> like there's something that's Wait, so scary. That to me. There's something that's so scary about every single one of the plots of each of these movies. And this one is just the premise of toys actually being alive and the fact that every birthday party, your imminent death and discardment is right around the corner. Yeah, like, garage sale. So every do time you think they like have like ulcers and stuff. <laughs> they, de- they develop ulcers from all the stress and the have high blood systems, pressure. Like, I don't think like, they eat. It's like a tie tie baseball game going into the eleventh, and like a home run walk walk off home run would just send this into the pennant. You know, every single Christmas and birthday. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's true. It, every single time birthday or Christmas comes up, it's life or death for these guys. Or just randomly, mom's going to say, like, he doesn't really play with Mr. Potato Head anymore and just throw him into the garbage, you know? And then he gets compacted or something like that. several times with several things of mine. Right? Several well, I know. Yo, what was your favorite toy, Dave? Uh, PlayStation. <laughs> no, um. no, no. I'm talking about, like, a... So, oh, that was really high. No, a, a doll. I'm talking about a doll. Uh, I already played with doll. Combat Carl. No, um, my it, it was my <laughs> Mr. Buddy. Stretch. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong was fun. Mine's probably my buddy. There were these little dolls that you could. And this oh, was when I was like, oh, sorry, you know what, David. Though? Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, sorry cool. for that too. I destroyed both of those. You did. You destroyed all my stuff. I destroyed Teddy Ruxpin, and then I took your my buddy Dylan and I, a buddy of mine, <laughs> and we hung it from a lamp. Or like the ceiling fixture, and we wrote all over his face, and literally had him like hanging there when David walked in. I think maybe we've told that story on here before, but I think we have. Yeah, David walked into his room and he was just hanging dead. Yeah, I walked Dude, into I my had. room and there was like a noose around my my buddy doll's neck, just hanging, and I was like, "Gosh, Danny, that is so dark <laughs> and twisted and weird." He's Sid, bro. I <laughs> honestly think that every, but at the same time, like every kid did have like a favorite toy at a certain age. So I had I had a boo from Aladdin, and like uh, we went to Disney World once, like a stuffed animal a boo. Yeah, yeah, and the um the hands would velcro together. Dude, I might so have could, had like, that. You, yeah, you could put them around your neck and stuff like that. So we went to Disney World, and my parents were like, "We don't want them to lose it if there's any other Abu dolls out there." So we left it in the room, and the maids had like hid it. So we went, we we went back to the room. We couldn't find it where it was, and it was, like, on the ceiling fan, and they, like, they were, like, kind of playing with us, and, like, the next time we came in, they put it on the bedpost, and, like, that was kind of, like, my my family's, like, favorite story about my favorite toy. Man, it was that is so sick and twisted, then, <laughs> you know? I mean, how messed up can somebody be? It was like the elf. Yeah. It's like really? the elf on the shelf, except for Abu. Right. Abu in a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> They told me that once I had a I had a Fez, you know, like the hat. Yeah. Fez from that 70s show, you had like a yeah. doll of him? Yeah, and he was Stretch Armstrong too. <laughs> Stretch Fez. No, uh I left this Fez on a flight. That's the name of my band, Fez on a Flight. No, I uh, I left this Fez on a flight and uh I freaked out when I was younger and that was always the story tied into the Abu. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Sorry. Well, now we know. Now we know a lot more about Ethan. Um, there was one time. This I'm the best man at the wedding. There was this one time that Ethan had a boo in a hotel room, and these maids came in. 
Everybody's like, good speech. What was that thing about his monkey doll? (laughs) And uh, so they they get this whole plan together, and they're so they have the whole meeting, and then they're gonna go, and all the kids start arriving for the party. Oh, they're coming! Oh my gosh! Oh man, that Um, scene when they're showing all of the presents coming in is so good. The reaction of all the toys. It's frustrating, man. It's stressful, but it's awesome because what's in there? They go. It's a board game, and everyone's like, "Phew!" Oh, thank the Lord! Yeah, yep, yeah. Well, I love that when they're like, "Oh, that's just a little one," and he turns around, and it looks like you know, it's like a fishing oh, rod. It's a, ah, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that too. That's a that's a good scene. I do want to say that because marching into this scene, no pun intended, about the army men, I think that <laughs> the that. the army men, um, that whole thing, especially for this being the first Pixar film, is just so well executed. Oh, it's like incredible. all these guys busting out of the tub. Forming together, you know, making a chain link, yeah. falling down. You know, they have little radios. They're, you know, it's like I don't know. Well, I just love that. I thought that was so genius the last time I saw it. And the the guy in charge is Arlie Ermy, who is the um, he's the His drills. Name's Arlie Ermy, Arlie Ermy, or Ermy. I can't remember how to. pronounce I thought it. you were just making pirate noises. <laughs> Or no, no. His name is Arlie. Legitimately, his name. He's not a. He's a. He's a a soldier doll, not a not a pirate doll. Um, But he, (laughs) that is the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, and you know, yeah, yeah, he's the Gomer pile. You know, I didn't know they stacked my rifle. This is my gun. Um, Yeah, yeah. So great military man. He's been in plenty of military movies, Um, but he does such a good job, man. Like that following shot where they follow the army men off the off the ledge and they jump off and deploy the parachutes oh, yeah. that scene's so tight yeah. like all of that is so good and then you have the walkie-talkie relationship between um the commanding officer the party and woody and i think and that the that battery is goes just so out good, and man. it's like what is it what is it yeah exactly is that at the end or is that at the right now both both no that's right now that's right now they yeah. no, they do both because they they're like what is it what is it and but a, they right, never mind. well they don't they don't break the thing in this scene they do they never know what oh. Buzz Lightyear is they're until like they, he gets until in the he room. gets into the yeah, room exactly. at the end it's like what is it and it's like uh. yeah yeah it's yeah, a, also a puppy and they do the awkward look call signal mother bird come in mother bird I love that it's just a silly <laughs> thing you know um, there's I also like the that. scene where Andy's mom that. steps on the little guy and the officer yeah. comes back and is like a good soldier never leaves a man yeah, behind yeah he's got like the the landmine detector that's all bent or whatever you know <laughs> landmine detector it's totally funny it man I thought landmines were gonna be more of a thing <laughs> Like growing up, because of army men always having those little things, mm-hmm. I just always thought. Same with quicksand. Dude. I always thought it was going to be much more of a thing growing what up. It's called IEDs. Those are huge. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's an AED. I mean, that's not an AED. That's what you do <laughs> to recover somebody <laughs> whose heart stopped. Um, but uh, no, I I agree, man. I I agree. They are a big deal, though. An IED is a big deal uh, in modern warfare. But for us living in uh, you know Denver, Colorado, or Billings, Montana, maybe not as much of a big deal. Um, right. But where are we going, guys? Uh, the army uh, men, they they uh, they lose track and they can't tell. Oh, no, there's one more scene. There's one more thing that he says. Wait, he says before you. Oh, sorry. He says one. He says bed sheets. And then uh, Potato Head says, who, who invited that kid? That's one of my favorite. <laughs> lines. Invited that kid. <laughs> one of my favorite. Lines. Nerd at the sleepover fell asleep at night. <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed this when Andy's mom stepped on the soldier. But it literally goes from like intense music when it's like from the voices of the soldiers, and then when it cuts out and she steps on it, it's just silent and you just hear a crunch. Oh, and then really? It goes back into like intense music again. It's really interesting how they like made it 
I don't know. So uh, I don't insignificant. Almost. I don't know if you noticed this, but Andy's mom was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, but here's the thing: you don't see any adult's face the entire show. Uh, you don't see anyone but Sid and uh, Andy. Andy, basically, and maybe his sister. I think you see a side yeah, profile show, of Andy's mom though, because she shows up when she and Andy's little baby. When she shows up to invite or to tell them that they're going to Pizza Planet, it kind of shows her full face. No, it just shows her legs. No, it does show her. Oh no, I'm thinking of the wife from Incredibles. I'm telling you, dude, I mean, she's I a central of, character. <laughs> I hope it shows her face. <laughs> they did it from the eyes of like the toys when it's like in that zone, and then they did it from the eyes of a kid. But it's never from the eyes of an adult, and that's yeah. what makes no, it totally. so fun this whole time. I don't think they show an adult's face the entire movie. I'm pretty sure. Well, and also, I mean, so they show a teenager, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they show at one point. Yeah, they show a couple, you know, they show a couple of you. Come on, man, the pizzas are getting cold here. They never show that guy, but Pixar gives them the opportunity to go into worlds that, like, you never actually would be able to go into. So, you know, the world of toys coming alive or bugs or, you know, fish oh, in the sea, all that sort life. of stuff. Oh. You know, they give you the opportunity to see that. And they also do that because at this point, animation is really difficult to actually capture the human characteristics. And so when you see it, you just reject it, right? And that's why, I mean, like Andy looks okay. His his sister looks like a little demon baby. I mean, she looks like <laughs> so scary. <laughs> like it's just, it, it, doesn't agree with you. And so it's good that they leave human beings out of the storyline because they don't look that good, right? They're not up at this point. At right? this point, yeah, the animation isn't like all the way there. Nowadays, they can make them look just flawless, but well, yeah, because then that's better than flawless. And actually, a lot of that is due to Brad Bird because Brad Bird was like, no, I want to make a movie involving yeah. super or like superheroes. And they're like, no, nah, the, the humans never look that good. Like we've used it, like finding Nemo, you get a little bit of it, but like not a ton. And you have like the little girl in Monsters Inc. But regardless, um, anyway, let's go back oh, to the movie. Oh, boo. She's so cute. She is the cutest. Um, back to Andy's room. This is where they, uh, it's, they're in, they're in a state of panic. And Andy's about to come upstairs with the new toy. And then they all burst in and run around. Right. Um, do you think that, like, as a kid, if you knew you put a toy in one place, that that wouldn't, like, freak you out all the time? Like, I swear I put it right there. Well, I think that they do, for the most part, try to resume whatever position they were in before he yeah. left. And that, okay. and that also is... And so like that's like it's like Woody on the bed. He right. like had to climb back up and then lay himself on the bed. Right, because that's usually and then where he and is. then all the kids come in. They shuffle around and Woody gets knocked onto the ground or something like that. Which was like he gets probably knocked a mistake. The bed, which was a mistake. Like some kid shoves him or something like that. Yeah. And then that's when he crawls back onto the bed. And sure enough, Bingo Bango Bongo, Buzz Lightyear. Right. And Buzz Lightyear's introduction is fantastic. But I love them all discovering Woody under the bed. And, you know, like, what happened? He's like, it's probably a mistake. Let's all get up there and give Why him are you a under nice yeah. Andy's room welcome. Trying to be Mr. Positive. <laughs> and then they find this guy. <laughs> and, like, and this is, so 
Buzz Lightyear is a very fun character because he's kind of playing like that fish out of water thing. And he's also very unaware of what he is. And so he really is relentless in playing the spaceman character. But it's also somewhat problematic because when Andy comes in, why does Buzz decide to go back to being a toy? You know what I mean? Like, is this? Oh, that's such a good point. And and I mean, it's a it's a it's a movie. It's a kids movie. It doesn't need to be broken down <laughs> but that much. But it is when no, I watch sure it, it I do David. go. If he thinks that he's a spaceman, why does he stop when Andy comes in? You know, why does he? He just, knows he's a toy already, but he just neglects it. Like it, when he can, when he snaps back to reality, it's always like. But it's just. I think it's probably just ingrained in. It's like him something that it, he has to train to not be seen by. You know, so it's like a, whatnot. a subconscious action, right? That he's just like lurking behind there and he sees him and he just suddenly plays dead, right? And that's and that also gets into this. If toys are alive, when do they gain, you know, consciousness? Like when do they <laughs> what is, what is Do you moment? think toys are actually alive? It'd be tight. I think that I think <laughs> if toys are alive, <laughs> be it's t- horrifying. Because I mean like what they would see. Oh man, they'd what they would do. They'd see and do <laughs> terrible things. It's so scary, um, you know. But I think this is one of the first scenes that we start to see like intellectual dialogue between the characters. Um Buzz says, "Are you still using fossil fuels or have you switched to crystallic fusion <laughs> yet?" And then there's a part where like he's kind of making fun of the pull string and uh Mr. Pig like turns over to Potato Head and he goes laser envy. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like this like really adult humor that like kids would not even understand mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, no, I mean there there are a lot of um, adult jokes in this movie, and I caught a lot of them. Like one of my favorites actually is uh, who's talking to Woody's talking to somebody or Woody's talking to Buzz or something like that, and um, Potato Head takes his mouth off and pushes it toward his behind like motioning that really? woody's being a kiss ass like and that's yeah, exactly what's going version. on <laughs> yeah, the, yeah dude did you see that scene with those chicks <laughs> uh, no toy story 2 has the barbies in it though so that's fun hey that is true yeah, yeah very yeah. true um but anyway from that Moving point on. right is that the can fly scene is the introduction to uh, buzz lightyear yeah buzz does the whole racetrack thing and does a whole a, a crazy thing. He's like, you Stunt. can't actually fly. You know that, right? right? He's like, okay. Yeah. Check it out, dog. You know? And then he has just like the perfect scenario in which he just like flies around the, the most room. lucky thing ever. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not lucky. It's, um, falling with style. His plast- no. Yeah. But his plastics made out of terillium carbonic alloy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You oh. have to bring that into account. <laughs> you have to think uh, about it. It's terillium alloy fusion. What is it? Terillium what? It's terillium carbonic alloy. Terillium carbonic alloy. I wrote that alloy. down. Gosh, man. Just, yeah. And no. the- Buzz Lightyear says so many things <laughs> that are so ridiculous in this movie. It's fantastic, man. And I love Tim Allen's commitment to it. He does such a good uh, voice acting job. Um, I just want to kind of point out that it's weird that uh, little Bo Peep is like, yeah, I found my new moving buddy. So messed up, man. Because she yeah. already clearly has like a romantic thing going on with Woody. Guys, guys, you know, <laughs> these things happen in life. You know, people are a little more attracted to other people or whatever. You got to, 
You gotta give it to her. That's you know, so she, cold, though. She's been hanging around with Woody for ever. I mean, who knows? You know, for a long time. She does have the great line, you know, if you ever need me, I'm just a couple of blocks away. Yeah, okay, so from here, I do believe there's, like, the flashback to now scenes of the poster change, and now it's no longer Woody sheets and Woody posters and Woody figurines. It's now Buzz Lightyear across the room. You have, of course, the famous strange things are happening to me montage right <laughs> great song yes. oh, we haven't even talked oh. about randy newman how's it going everybody i'm randy newman <laughs> story about a bear randy told by me no um dude randy newman uh this is what i'm gonna say about randy newman i'm not a big fan of the aesthetic of his songs it's just kind of like all right i would never listen to this but you got a friend in me like you got a friend in me I'm not a big fan of that song. Like, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but I've. Yeah, me neither. My phone goes off. It's just the ringtone. <laughs> I like, oh, try to quiet it. But, I, you know, it's it fits the movie very well. And if I'm not True. mistaken, I think that Randy Newman actually scored this movie as well. So. Really? Yeah. No, I think, yeah, he. It's. It's not like it's, he just made those songs. Like he actually I think does he the orchestral is the scores. The music credit on this is Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Yeah. His uh didn't he have a son? Matt Damon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, Randy Newman. He did he totally composed the whole thing. Um so Well, you know, at this time he was pretty new, man. Uh, you were Randy with that one, weren't you? I don't know. Um, so, but Strange Things. <laughs> oh, man. Great playlist. Yeah, Strange Things. Yeah. And then and Woody just hits rock bottom hard. Dude, Woody. Do you guys mind if I talk about Woody for a minute? Go ahead. Go ahead. So I think that he was just the character throughout this movie, and I guess I'll elaborate on that a little bit later. But Woody, he goes through something in this movie that is just so heartbreaking. And I've never, I never noticed that as a kid. It's always just like, oh, there's toys on the screen. That's so cool. But when you watch it as an adult, you get all the themes of this movie. And Woody was always this kid's favorite toy. And when Buzz comes around, he's so heartbroken. But seeing his story this time around really just made me realize it's like the hero's story for Woody. He really comes around. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, that's kind of all I have to say. But I just, I, he just really ended up shining throughout this whole movie for me. And I haven't seen two or three. I'm so excited. For a long time. I'm really excited to see two. But, um, you know, excited to see see where the story goes because I honestly think I completely forget it. I remember a dude messing with toys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, just Woody's story in this, I think, is one of the main highlights. And Buzz has his moment as well. But I feel like maybe they hold off for Buzz. Um, in other movies as well, but, um, you know, Buzz has his, his time as well. Oh, I think that Woody actually has like a really good character arc, right? Because at the beginning of the movie, he is kind of the guy in charge and he's Andy's favorite toy. And this is just his position within their little tiny society in Andy's room. And as soon as that he feels rejection from Andy and he gets pushed aside from that position. I mean, he really reacts terribly to it. And, you know, he does some pretty, when he knocks Buzz out the window, but, you know, that's a bad thing. But he was trying to push Buzz behind the table and down the thing. And that's also pretty messed up to do. So I think that he does act pretty poorly. It's a great fight scene though, because he like pushes his uh his mask back and he like acts like he's choking. 
Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, oh, Buzz, look, an alien. And he's like, where, where? <laughs> I just thought, I thought that was so great. Oh, no. Was, that's because when he figures out that Buzz actually thinks that he's a space ranger and he's making fun of him for right. it. And that's I think that that is a great scene. Um, do you guys want to skip kind of just to move along here? Uh, basically, when Buzz gets knocked out the window, right? Well, yeah, but they introduce Sid at this point. Because oh, he sees him with yeah. he sees him with Buzz out the window, and he's like, "Oh no, they got combat Carl." Oh no, it's a combat Carl. <laughs> and then he goes, "Who the hairy fella?" That happy child. Like, yeah, the happy child. And then he's like a you know, he's a psychopath with center blocks. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just maliciously laughs and says, "He's history." After he blows that thing to bits. Oh man, I mean, if that's not the beginnings of a bad person later in life, that um, that, I mean, I don't know. I I just, I think Sid has a lot of good in in him still. (laughs) He's got a good sense Um, of humor. I think you know, know, kids that messed with toys when they were younger can grow up to do um, things. That's kind of why I'm here today. I'm I'm an advocate for this, and um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm speaking for 2020. And uh, yeah, have you ever drawn on somebody's face and? Hung a noose around a toy's neck and put it in a room. I don't quite remember <laughs> the exact <laughs> story. I, yeah. Um, so he gets pushed, and there's a great quote. Humpty Dumpty was pushed, said by Mr. Pig. Isn't that so? Oh, was that was that Mr. Was that Ham or was that uh, Mr. Potato Head? It was Ham. Ah, uh, no, you're right. It was Potato Head. Dude, Potato Head, man. He has the... <laughs> he was pushed by Woody. <laughs> Don Rickles. Is that great, Don Rickles? Yeah. Great actor. Love him. Because you have Don Rickles as Potato Head, and you have John Ratzenberger as uh, Ham, and Jim Varney as Slinky, and uh, you also have uh, Wallace Shawn as uh rex and we never talked about rex as the dinosaur but he's inconceivable yeah he's the guy from princess bride and he does a he great is such job. a good cast in oh this. man he's That's such a good cast yeah. and he's is he still he's still doing the voice right uh yeah i assume so i believe so yeah he's not dead is he <laughs> <laughs> i hope not man i don't think that wallace Shawn is not. dead um don i think that they're i don't think don he rickles is. did die though didn't he Who's Don Rickles? I don't know. I'm forgetting who Grizzly Don Rickles. Adams did have a <laughs> Don Rickles, um man, I honestly no. can't even think of what else Don Rickles has done, but he was a comedian. He he's actually quoted um as or many comedians quote that Don Rickles is one of the funniest people that they've ever met. Like he's hysterical really? in the comedian uh uh community. Um he's kind of like um Gary Shandling in that respect like people really look up to him. Um and he was extremely cruel. So, he's good in this movie because Mr. Potato Head is just he's not a nice guy and it's the best. I love him. So, all right, so when Woody or when Buzz gets pushed out, he lands in the bushes and then it's time to go to Pizza Planet. So he snags Woody off the bed or whatever. But he's sad he can't find Buzz. Find Buzz, right. Mm. But Buzz ends up, like, what, grappling on to the, the bumper? Runs and, yeah, jumps and grabs the bumper. Mm-hmm. And so then they show up, and then why do they, or they're both... They go to the gas station. Yeah. yeah. And Buzz, <laughs> Buzz like, sneaks up, and they immediately kind of just start the duel. 
Right. You know, buzz, Revenge buzz, the- buzz, light year. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they have, they have a good exchange and that's, you know, like Woody's. Duel the fates start saying. Dun, dun. <laughs> or starts playing. <laughs> well, and Woody really like vents all of his frustration on buzz and kind of like gets it out in the open. So, and I. You are a toy. Yeah. That's the best. Uh, there is a mention at the gas station of Emperor Zerg. Right, right. No, yeah, because what is what is Buzz Lightyear's agenda? He set up. He actually he says it's basically the plot to Star Wars, except for Buzz Lightyear is R two D two. He says that he has a space station that's powerful enough to blow up an entire planet, and I alone hold the key or hold the knowledge or something that can huh. stop Emperor Zerg. So interesting. I enough. did not realize that. Yeah, I mean the things you real the you... things you notice. <laughs> You are a sad, strange little man. That great line as well. Very great line. So, um, but I think we should get moving unless you guys want I mean, he's trying to, he's just trying to convince Buzz overall that he's a toy. Mm-hmm. So they have the fight and luckily Buzz gets on the vehicle or, or else maybe, you know, somehow he'd probably get back up into the house. But then they get to Pizza Planet and they walk in. Well, and... If we're, I, I got to point out the Pizza Planet ride, though. Pizza Planet ride's great. Okay, yeah. the guy. Because yeah, 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 they yeah, see yeah. the guy at the gas station, and Woody's like, yeah, hey, yeah, no, there's a spaceship, Buzz. And so they get in. Buzz puts on the seatbelt, and he's, you know, happy as pie. Adorable and then moment. Woody's in the back. And I like that scene, the hard rock music. It's a great scene. I just love the pizza guy, though. Come on, man. The pizzas the- are getting cold here. <laughs> Do you know the voice actor of that guy? No, I don't. Is it somebody yeah, that I, I should know? It was me. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. JTT. It was Devin, Devin Sawa. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, good. I was, did I beat you too? I was going Devin Sawa too. It was Charlie from Mighty Ducks. No, um, so. Where is Devin Sawa at now? I heard he was acting in some TV show. I don't know. He's an actor that is fine. I don't, He's reached his final destination, hey, if you know what I mean. There you go. But <laughs> hey, wild America, uh, isn't it? Gosh, man. I know. I'm sorry. You're in my head. Uh, <laughs> but they get to Pizza Planet, and I think that the Pizza Planet scene is really fun. Um, but the best part is probably the claw machine, right? I mean, that's like one of right. the funnest scenes in the entire movie. And they use the the cups as disguises. How do they? They use those cups as disguises to walk all the way into Pizza Planet to find Andy. Somehow, why does Buzz get into the uh, the claw situation with those like little three eyed aliens, alien dudes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how does he, Yeah, how does he get in there? Now, so he <laughs> they go and they're hiding and they're waiting to jump into the baby's basket because Woody's like, yeah, there's a spaceship coming. We're going to go grab it. And Buzz looks back and he goes, there's a spaceship. And he runs oh, and yeah. dives into that spaceship. And then Woody follows him. And they're suddenly amidst these <laughs> zealots, as Whoa. he describes. Them. <laughs> I love the idea that these guys are all just in this very small area. I mean, this is this is fantastic writing and like this entire screenplay is incredible but like this moment is so funny because you have these little three-eyed alien guys that they know nothing else outside of this little room and all they know is that there's a claw that comes and picks one of them out and takes them to the outside world i mean you would worship that thing like a deity i've been chosen (laughs) yay But there is a cameo by Sid in this scene, and he's just going crazy on the whack-a-mole. Oh, yeah. Well, the whack-a-mole is... alien. The whack-a-mole, yeah. The whack-an-alien, and it's inside an astronaut's chest, so it's very much like an alien movie. Alien type. reference. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I love the little guys. You have been chosen. You must go. <laughs> the club. Yeah. yeah, but Woody's, he's a good person or good toy. He's trying to save Buzz. Right. Well, from Sid. That's the thing. Is is Woody a good toy? Is he, you know, does he have the best interests of uh, Buzz, or does he just Hasn't have demonstrated it so far? He has the knowledge that Very if much. he goes back without Buzz, there's no way that everybody else is going to accept him. Like he has to have Buzz to yeah, get. Yeah, he knows now. He has to get Buzz, or else all the other toys are going to hate him forever. Which they do at this point. Which they do. Yeah. As demonstrated when he's across the window. But then somebody comes knocking on that claw machine. Sid. Sid. Yeah. yeah. And Sid snags them both. Double prizes, which is, you know, <laughs> fine. Fine little and moment. The, and the best is their eyes. They just have these, like, blank stares while they're, like, grasping onto each other. <laughs> That's the, like, face. The, the face you do when you're acting like a toy is just like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and gosh, I mean, like. That would be just ridiculous to see a doll holding on to another doll. You're like, there's no way that that works. Why is that holding on like that? It's insanity. Well, you know, with plastic pieces and stuff, sometimes they get caught together. There's, there's reasons why. Hey, read that like Sid. Read this? Let's go home. Let's go home and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Pretty, good. pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and Sid, man, that happy child, Sid is just a demonic little kid. I mean, it's just crazy. And then you go into his room, and that is just He's like, not that bad. He's not that. <laughs> the reality of Sid's room is horrifying, though, when you go in there. I mean, this kid is like, you know, what does he do? He grabs Sally, his sister's doll, and he rips her head I'm off. scared of that. And puts it's, a pterodactyl head. I think, I think Hannah and Jamie. Hannah is the sister. Jamie yes, is, is the, doll. the doll. Jamie's all better now. Sounds like uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> that did. He does. He sounds like Jim Carrey when he said, Jamie's oh, all, better, all now. better now. It's just it's kind of a weird line. <laughs> Jamie's all Do that again. Uh, this is the third time now. Jamie's all better now. That's really good. All righty then. Shall we go to jail? <laughs> there, see, it's very close to that. Um, but... They get they get into the room and they have to spend the night. Doesn't he get a he gets the rocket? I'm trying to remember how all this stuff. Kind all of right, sorts so itself out. I just want to talk about a couple of Sid's toys. Uh, the lava lamp with doll hands, crazy. Or yep, head. I think I it's heads, that. hands and heads. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I, I have a segment written down about. Yeah, he's got like. Signs on his room that say I heart explosions. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's got locks on his door, like you know he's doing something crazy. Oh yeah. Like really. He has like he's five got, locks like, on bolts. there. It's just like yeah. what how old is Sid? I asked mom and dad to put locks on my door when I was young. But that was and afraid. then they put a lock on that's not I was afraid of I watched the Elizabeth Smart thing and I got really scared. <laughs> that's because um, you were afraid of but, other people like coming to get you not because you but wanted then to keep I mom locked and the door out. the first night and I got scared because I was locked in if there was a fire <laughs> <laughs> I got like super scared for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go there you have it there you have it David all right so what here, do you want to talk about <laughs> all right here here's well some I can't remember toys. exactly the logistics of what right. happens at Sid's house because I'm just trying to remember that at some right. point they leave and they go out there. They like see all of Sid's toys and they're very scary. And Buzz Lightyear has the re- like the realization that he's a toy. 
All right, so here it is. It's it's the buzzed head, like the doll head with robotic spider legs. It's very this scary. This means that, yeah, but Sid's like a robotics genius at this point. He's using um, his erector set, like, to its full extent. Yeah, so he's he's not, like, totally, like, like, Danny's right. He's not, like, a bad kid, I don't think. He just, I, in he's some creative. ways, he's a genius. Yeah. All right, and then you have no. legs of... <laughs> <laughs> if somebody develops, like, a computer program to torture people more efficiently, just because they're doing something very well doesn't mean that they're a good person. <laughs> All right, and then uh, a couple other weird ones. There's uh, legs of a Barbie doll with a fishing rod. Yeah, yeah, that one's crazy. And then, yeah, and it's kind of hot. Hey. Sorry. And Sorry. for some reason, it's kind of hot. <laughs> uh, there's a Jack in the Box with a green Hulk hand just, like, crawling at the both of them, and they're trying to fend them off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like a dead person rotted hand. Yeah. It's like, it kinda, a, I, I, like my first inclination is like a Frankenstein type hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or I think that they use the same hand um, from Aladdin when he's like, I can't bring, bring dead people back to life. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> you guys see the new Aladdin trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Another time. <laughs> yeah, Buzz Buzz sees himself on TV, and that kind of sparks this whole reality um, dropped on Buzz's world that Woody's been trying to explain to him this entire time. Well, he, and he goes into a room where, like, Sid's dad or something is apparently passed out, and he sees the com- the Buzz Lightyear commercial, which looks like a sick commercial. Buzz Lightyear! I <laughs> the world's I want the Turbo Man doll with the Turbo Man! <laughs> it does. It seems like yeah. a Turbo Man type scenario, but that commercial it's looks turbo time. very cool, and I would definitely <laughs> want a Buzz Lightyear, uh, whatever, but he's like, uh, an uncharted mission into, or like a secret mission into uncharted space, and then he plays the thing on him, and he's like, oh, Oh my gosh, I am a toy. <laughs> I am a toy. And then he has, Buzz has the mental breakdown. Yeah. Buzz has a full, complete meltdown where he, it's finally come full circle to where, you know, whatever the heck we talked about, about whether it's conscious or unconscious, you know, whether, you know, he wakes up and he doesn't know. It's finally dawned on him that like, oh my gosh, I am just a toy. And it's like, I am a toy. And it's a great opportunity to the best. for Randy Newman to throw in a nice, clearly <laughs> I will not go sailing no more. Hi, I'm Randy Newman. Yeah. Uh, clearly I will go sailing no more. Great song. This is actually one of my favorite parts, but you see buzz like wandering around, figuring it out. And then, uh, I can't remember the tune of this song. He goes, um, but no, you can't be true. I can fly if I wanted to. Like a bird in the sky. <laughs> I believe I can fly, then I'll fly. Okay, 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 Sorry. okay, okay. So it was good. <laughs> it's hard not to do the whole thing when you start going, you know? But I got a little Easter egg for you on this. Uh, the TV announcer for the commercial um, that Buzz sees about himself is actually Penn Jillette from Penn & Teller. Really? Wow, that's cool. Really? Nice. Yeah. Wow, that is a good Easter egg. Um, But then Buzz jumps off that thing, and he breaks his arm off. That's weird. I haven't seen. Sorry. I'd have to look back at this to to get that. But um, Well, I got it on Amazon. I just pictured it. I got it on Amazon Prime, and if you watch it with, like, this little subtitle thing, it'll just say, like, who is 
like the voice actor, or which actor scene. is in the scene. Yeah. And it said, uh, Pendulette. And I was like, oh, from Penn and Teller. So this is a little Those thing. Those guys are geniuses. Yeah. Magical. They're good at what they do. <laughs> um, but that's when, uh, so you see Buzz Lightyear get his arm broken off, and then he is grabbed by the little sister, and then he goes Hannah. and has Hannah, thank you. And then he goes and has a little tea party, and Anna. Woody is wandering around Wait, trying to find him because he's been dunked in Cheerios or whatever. What's Buzz's name when he's having tea? Mrs. Nesbitt. Yes. Oh my and God, he got that. He's sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he knows that. That's all one these of my things. favorite That's lines crazy. in the whole movie. No, it, it's. Ms. He got. Nesbitt. Yeah, it's so funny. David got like a second Mrs. half of storage Nesbitt. in his brain when we were born. And I, he got the second half that I didn't get. <laughs> he got like the extra half. Just got it all. Well, it's funny because like in the tea party. Like, no one has a head except for Buzz, but he's missing an arm. It's just, like, dismangled toys that Sid had. She's still playing with these toys. Mm-hmm. Well, She's made do. I mean, and there's another opportunity for an adult joke. The joke is that he names her Marie Antoinette, and Marie Antoinette was decapitated by her own people. So, boom. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should. It's good history. It's good historical. I've moment. talked about. No, I've yeah, I talk about that all yeah, the time. Too, to be honest, Marie Antoinette, yeah. fun stuff. Um, you know, let them eat cake, guys. Uh, but <laughs> but then he he has the freak out moment where and and then we get the best. But why is he acting like drunk? Is he just acting crazy? He's or, acting drunk. Yeah, he is acting he, buzzed. He has like PTSD no or something. Yeah, buzz is buzzed. It, 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 He's like all like, yeah. It looks like he like smoked crack or something. It's ridiculous. He's just out of it. Well, he says that la la woo. He does that thing, you know. Yeah. And you're like, what is <laughs> this? Like, but so then they're thinking about getting out of there, and then Sid's back, right? And Sid shows up with a big rocket, and he is going to send a rocket in or send a spaceman into space, and that's his plan. And it gets rained to blow out, him up. and so he puts them. He puts the rocket on Buzz Lightyear, and he puts uh, Woody into a little crate with a tool chest on it so he can't get out. And he does that great moment where he goes, Sid Phillips reporting, and he does a good reporter voice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the fireworks box said Ill Eagle Fireworks, I-L-L-E-A-G-L-E, Illegal, but Illegal. Oh, man. Good, Good snag. Illegal fireworks yeah. that's interesting yeah but and that's the moment where you have the really nice moment between woody and buzz and yeah it's what i was just yeah i was uh, it's just it's the best mm-hmm. this is the scene in the movie that is this is it to be honest that conversation is everything it's the, the realization that buzz is a toy but woody talking to buzz and saying it's not a bad thing to be a toy you know you're loved you know there's a little kid out there that that loves you. You're his toy, you know? And I don't know. I'm starting. I just, and you are a cool toy. I don't know. In fact, you're too cool. <laughs> yeah, and te- yeah, exactly. In fact, you're too cool. I kind of suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Woody, you know, he... But that's... You see the vulnerability in Woody, and you see him starting to um, accept what's going on with him. Also, somewhere in there, they have the moment where you should... They talk to the toys across the street, right? Or across, across the fence, well, I think so, yeah. Um, 
I wrote that down. And he and, and he is talking to the toys, and then he fakes like Buzz Lightyear's right there with the arm, and then he oh, goes yeah, with the arm, yeah. And he goes what? Yeah, and it right, looked, right. you know, and he just has Buzz's arm hanging there, and everybody yeah, gets he had a sick. Real weekend at Bernie's moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is very, very weekend at Bernie's. Like um, another great moment in the movie is when they're dangling the barrel of monkeys down to try to save Buzz because they think he's still in the bush. And the, that's the whole barrel. Buzz, we're working on another plan. Great. Wallace Shawn, good delivery that. on that line, too. Do you think do you think since we're in this moment, because it's my favorite line, do you think we should just read that whole thing? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um. For the first time, this is, uh, so this is Buzz. No, Woody, for the first time, I'm thinking clearly. You're right all along. I'm not a space ranger. I'm just a toy. A stupid little insignificant toy. Wait a minute. Being a toy is a lot better than being a space ranger. Yeah, right. Not. It is. I don't know what that one was. <laughs> <laughs> Look over there in that house. Look, over there in that house is a kid who thinks you're the greatest. And it's not because you're a space ranger, pal. It's because you're a toy. You're his toy. But why would Andy want me? Why would Andy want you? Look at you. You're Buzz Lightyear. Any other toy would give up his moving parts just to be you. <laughs> You've got wings. You glow in the dark. You talk. Your helmet does that swish thing. You're a cool toy. As a matter of fact, you're too cool. I mean, what chance does a toy like me have against a Bud Light Buzz Lightyear action figure? A Bud Light. <laughs> Actually, all I can do is this. Pulls his string. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Why would Andy ever want to play with me when he's got you? I'm the one that should be strapped to that rocket. Woody leans against the milk crate and Buzz looks at the song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I found that. I found the quote on IMDb. But and then he does. He looks at his foot and he sees inscribed on it is Andy, right? Andy. And uh, I mean that's that's a cool and that's a cool thing that they do talk about uh, is that you know you mark your you mark your toys you know you write your name on it. But yeah, I would. That's my favorite line too. If I'm gonna choose one, I, there's not many lines that I considered as my well, favorite line in this because there, most of them are really jokes. You know, most of them are just funny lines, right? There's not an actual like great line. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of comedy yeah, stuff. Right, yeah, right. yeah. So I mean, I, I have a ton of funny lines that I think are great, but I do want to point out um, how questionable Sid's sleeping posture is. Oh man, it's horrible for him. Horrible for him. And then, then when he gets woken up, he says, "I want to ride the pony." What a weird, yeah, just a strange, strange little man. <laughs> you know, he, it's not as weird as you think. Some kids have <laughs> just a weird thing about them. I slept weird for a long time. You had to put a pool noodle in between us, and we made it out fine. It's true. I did put a pool noodle in between me and Danny because we shared one giant bed in our room. Yeah, mom and dad made us share a queen bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were little kids, though. Didn't really bug us too much. We're having fun. Yeah. It was a good time. But he wakes up the next day sunny, and he's going to blow up. Uh, he's going to blow <laughs> the space ranger up and put him into space. And that's when Woody formulates the plan. And this is like one of the coolest parts of the entire movie, man. And I have an objection to it, but I'll talk about that later. But the entire plan here to go save Buzz Lightyear is awesome, right? They, you know, distract the dog. It really is, And they yeah. get the little guy to go through the light bulb and then to, to get the dog locked yeah. outside, which locking the dog outside, very messed up, right? And also... But it ends up not working in their favor. Because the dog does we'll chase go, them yeah, later, we'll which this poor dog, man, he's just 
He's just a dog. He's just Spike. a dog. He's just a good boy. Spud, I Was think. Spike? Spud. That's terrible. I think his name <laughs> is Spud. Sid and Spud. Yeah. Um, uh, did you notice that none of Sid's toys could speak at all? That, I, and all of Andy's toys could. So it was kind of like this oppressed feeling from these toys. They had no ability to speak the entire time, but they kind of just followed along. I think they've just been in torture for so long, and they've all been so like brutally messed up and put back together and taken apart and stuff. I think they're probably just all crazy too crazy maybe i don't know i mean it's kind of like a planet of the apes type scenario where they're like have to figure out that they can utilize their vocal cords which they don't have because they're toys but um it is one <laughs> and they they all could have been bought and fresh from the store you know Certainly. like all those toys could have just been bought and i'm sure if there was one that was is it bought or bought i was gonna, I, I didn't oh, want to correct gosh. you but it's like unless you're uh, <laughs> are you into flowers they were, you they were bought and straight out of the boxing um <laughs> but anyway they <laughs> they uh but the toys i don't understand why they don't talk but it is very uh it's convenient for the story's sake because they can't communicate like, Hey, we're good guys. <laughs> you know, right. like they can't say it. Right. They just have to demonstrate it by fixing the toys. So, but I'm, which they do. And it's a good plan at the end, yeah. you know, and you get, you get him out there and you get the other toys are watching too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching. Uh, how does the plan go exactly? Well, they have they have a couple of the toys out there. Essentially, it's just to get them on the skateboard out there and get the dog locked away so the dog can't screw the plan up. And then <laughs> they get out there, and as soon as uh, Sid is about to light the rocket, uh, Woody goes, there's a snake in my boot. Yeah, and he, he puts him on the grill and says, we're going to have a barbecue later. Oh, my gosh. And or he, something. Yeah, he puts the... But uh, the, best, the best is that Sid, <laughs> Sid goes... Mom, where are the matches? At one point, he just asks his mom, like, where are the matches? And if she's seen the inside of his room, no loving mother would just be like, oh, they're right here. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, do, do what you need to do here. That's, that's fine. That's- but I do like that he's still doing the whole, like, uh, Sid Phillips here reporting, and we are doing the countdown, and, and he's doing the whole, like, uh, ignition to countdown type thing and it and it still makes me think he's a genius. Yeah. Like he knows all these things about rocket launches and engineering and and he's and, a good kid. Yeah, and and <laughs> what is Andy? He's just some frat boy that just Yeah, Andy's it, going to He's going to Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Andy's going to Fullerton and he's gonna hang out and have a great time. Get Sid, super depressed. Sid is gonna <laughs> Sid, Sid's an artist. <laughs> Sid is gonna be hanging out. He has a Pink Floyd poster in his room. <laughs> you know, he's gonna end up inventing like the wheel that spins the world or something like that. <laughs> and everything's gonna be fine. Andy is honestly the real loser in this movie if I you think actually, so yeah. yeah sure sure right. absolutely guys I, I i'm quite with you here <laughs> <laughs> we got him <Yeah. laughs> but um the, the the this moment of the movie is kind of where i start to go i don't know because they he's like we break the rules but i think every it'll all work out right okay so earlier i asked you like okay if you misplaced your toy wouldn't you be like, oh, I swear to God, I left it here, and you develop some sort of, like, 
brain disorder. If a toy came alive to you, like they did with Sid, oh man, you're seeking therapy for a the rest of your you life. You'd never recover. No. You would never recover from that. That would be the most horrifying so, thing ever. I don't yeah, know. You, People have seen <laughs> ghosts, and they're fine. You know, or UFOs. Have you ever talked to a person that seems ghosts? They're like, oh, yeah, it seems so normal, those people. Because, man, when because Woody like is held in his hand and he's like, we don't like you torturing us, Sid. We toys see everything and his, and his, head, head, spins and his head spins around, which is the most freaky thing ever. And then he actually, his face comes alive and he goes, so play so nice. nice. And it's like, oh my gosh, man, that would ruin you. You would be, <laughs> I mean, that kid, ah. Uh, Woody, I mean, that is the most demented thing you could have done to that kid because he is never going to recover from that. Yeah, and his sister, she comes around and has a toy and, like, is freaking him out with um, just, like, a regular doll Mm -hmm. chasing him around the house. You know, you got to think that this is going to help him later in life and it's going to be a learning experience. You know, guys come out (laughs) to play and, you know, we play defense. We do everything we can, but we practice. And, (laughs) you know, coach tells us what to do and, you know, just come out here. We got to learn from these experiences. There you go. And so from there, they're like, we got him. And then they're like, oh, there goes the moving truck. See you later, messed up toys. And they just leave those toys in the dust. <laughs> like, they, they don't even look back twice. And all these toys that can't speak, they're like, wait, wait, I thought you were going to take us with you. No, Sid will be back. He'll probably just... All right, sorry. I, I got a little worked <laughs> up there. <laughs> no, I, I agree, think man. It's messed up. It's messed up. He just leaves the toys. Hey, thanks. Just a quick wave. See you later. Right. And then they're gone, and those toys are like, what do you want to do now? What? So yeah. what do you want to talk yeah. about? <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? So do you want to still just be messed up and dismembered? <laughs> he does. He completely abandons this mute society. <laughs> that helped him out so much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they hooked he him up big. convinced. Come with us. All right. No. We are starting to see that the protagonists are actually the antagonists and vice versa. You see, we have Andy on one hand and <laughs> Sid on the other. And with this, we have Woody and the dismembered dolls. This selfish right. little frat boy, what do you think, though? If a little baby head with an erector set style tarantula body on it shows up, he's going to be like, what is this? What is this? This is stupid. Going straight to the garage shell or in the garbage. So. Darren wouldn't well, like this. It's just social classes. Like, Sid's not having that amped up of a, of a birthday party, you know? It's all Andy. Yeah. It's all yeah. about Andy. Yeah, maybe some kid will show up or whatever. Maybe Sid has one friend. I don't even know if he has friends, but you almost feel bad for the kid, you know? Yeah. Clearly, he doesn't have a good upbringing. What his if dad's they... passed out. His mom's <laughs> doing all this stuff. He's in not the best place. Look at Andy's house compared to Sid's house, you Andy know? He doesn't have a dad. And I don't know if Andy had a dad the whole yeah, time. That's, yeah, because like when they're moving, it's just the mom. Mm-hmm. So I I was curious. I mean, it's very evident, but I wonder what happened to Andy's dad. It's always been a concern of mine. Okay, so two two good movie ideas instead of the Return of Zerg. One could have been uh, Sid was bullied, and this is why he's so messed up. Or what happened? The, just the the paper, the newspaper shows up, the Daily Bugle. What happened to Andy's dad? Hmm? 
Your thoughts. And he's like, something crazy happened. Like, he was like a forest explorer down in the Amazon <laughs> <laughs> looking for rare toys. <laughs> he was killed yeah, by an stories. ancient toy, an ancient Aztec toy. <laughs> the rarest toy of them it all. It was an Incan uh, wood-carved llama. <laughs> Emperor Cusco? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, also, another spinoff idea would be uh, I would like to see a moment between Sid and Andy when they're like, you know, in their 20s and they're sitting down, like having a beer together. And Sid's like, yeah, man, I just got to tell you about this really weird thing that happened to me <laughs> with one of your toys. <laughs> one of your toys threatened me. And it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. And he's like, yeah, my toys were always like moving around. I could never tell, you know, where I left them or anything like that. That. But life's been pretty good for me. <laughs> but my life's actually been pretty. But yeah, I'm actually I'm a I'm a dentist now, which is really great. <laughs> Living in Seattle, I'm a toy uh, manufacturer let's... actually. Sorry. Um, and then the chase scene commences with the dog, and who do we see? The RCA car, pretty much to the rescue when he was used. RCA for... or RC? R- That's what I said. Nice hit, RC. No, you said RCA. RCA. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, but I mean, all right, it's the RC car. Sorry. It, it seemed petty of me to, to, to correct you now. It's fine. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. It's fine, Dave. <laughs> uh, he was used to push um, Buzz, quote unquote, behind the dresser, and he actually launched. So this character knows that Woody's being sketchy the whole time. And now they're all like, don't do it. Don't do it. And like, he's just kind of guiding the car and he's trying to save Buzz. And then they kind of like throw um, Woody out of the truck mm-hmm. at this point. Throw him over. Somehow, but yeah, Put Buzz doesn't ahead. make it because he gets, yeah, Buzz doesn't make it because he gets thrown out or um, he's bit by the dog. Yeah. Yeah. The dog, the dog's name. And Buzz out. gets, he gets ripped up. I mean, that would suck. It would be very terrifying what happens to him. And then he retreats. That's a T-Rex. That's a T-Rex in Jurassic World. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why did I say Jurassic World? Jurassic Park. Yeah, so then there's that... Uh, the, the preferred that Jurassic World. Th- that toy that's just binoculars and it like hops up and down. And it's like, no, Woody's trying to save Buzz. Who's the voice actor in that? I don't know because I actually... I'm just kidding. He didn't say a word. I'm just kidding. No, he does. <laughs> no, he does Yeah, the little binocular guy. He has a voice. He goes, it's Woody and Buzz. He's like, there's Woody and Buzz coming up fast. He says that. He does say that. Yeah. He does say that, that. I thought that was someone else that picks up the binoculars. No, no, no. That's oh, totally it's the, the dinosaur. No, no. That's totally. It's the dinosaur. No, the binocular guy has a voice. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, let's make a bet on the air right now. Oh, 100%. I'm, I win. <laughs> 12, right. par- 12 parcels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did it in 12 parcels. I actually bet somebody for the... I never make bets. And I bet somebody $5 the other night on Game 7 of the Blazers. And I won $5. Nice. All right. Really I bet about a, a, a friendly $5 bet that the binocular doesn't say a word from me to you, Dave, and that it's actually inconceivable that says it. No, I I feel terrible because I am one hundred percent positive that that guy has All right, a fine. I don't I don't care about five bucks. Just uh, say I take the I bet. I take the bet. 
And I do you too. You can write a check and, I'll be, <laughs> and send it in the mail. No, I'll, I'll Venmo you. I'll okay, Venmo okay. you. And if uh, whoever's wrong, you got to post it on your Instagram. Okay. That's the Sounds uh, good. punishment. Sounds good. All right. I cool, will look cool. forward to using that $5 on a coffee. Ooh, things are getting <laughs> heated over here, dude. It's hot. <laughs> like, I'm sweating right now. When someone goes, what's the last bet you made? Was it any sports? And you're like, it was actually on the plot of uh, Toy <laughs> Story. <laughs> it was whether a character had a <laughs> voice or not. Um, yeah. Whether or not the little binoculars guy I dog. actually lost dinner yeah. because I bet on the fate of one of the characters of uh, Game of Thrones the other night. And ah, definitely, would you bet? Well, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to say spoilers. Spoil it. No, yeah, no, no. You're but, right. You're Shut right. up. Yeah, I was just getting worked up. It was a character um, that I was rooting for, and uh, you said too much yeah. already. I still don't think it's guaranteed. That's yeah. Right. Me too. Uh, stop saying. You guys are already. I know. I know. I know. Well, yeah. if somebody hasn't right. watched Game of Thrones. They wouldn't even know what we're talking about to begin with. Shh. Shh. Calm down. Shh. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, um, but I do love right. I do love this chasing and like just to I just have to note that as far as making a movie that's an animated feature like the first computer animated feature this is such a like um this is such a big scene and this was such an endeavor for them to animate and like it's quite incredible what we get to watch you know and like I kind of take it for granted when I watch it I was like gosh. This is a great scene. It's yeah. very well animated, so complex. Okay, so what's awesome in the plot is that when Sid is like, we'll have a barbecue later, he puts a matchstick into Woody's um, it's holster. It's, it's, it's his holster. holster. Yeah. And then he it's has it the boot. whole time. It's his, <laughs> it's his boot. Yeah, it's his holster. <laughs> okay, no, another $5 holster. bet. I'll bet that. It's his holster. <laughs> All right. Negate it. So then... Uh, they get away from the dog, and there's a huge pileup, like huge pileup, caused by toys. I guess if you want to like put it that way, like is your insurance going to cover that? I think not. Um, I mean, they're breaking rules left and right here because a lot of those people in traffic yeah. are going to be like, "Yeah, there was a freaking like remote controlled car that drove <laughs> by with two car or two toys oh, on a couple toys, couple toys uh, walk in front of your car. No, you we'll know what? Fix that. That's what all state stand. What happens is that. Uh, Spud or Spike or whatever the dog's name Spud. is, he gets like he gets boxed in by like six cars. So what would happen is they're gonna find the name tag on it, bring it back to Sid's house, and then Sid's family's gonna get sued, and they are gonna be way more in the oh, hole. This before. ruins their family. The Phillips family is gone after this. <laughs> Yeah. Was this your dog? <laughs> Was this your dog, no, man? Is this your kid? <laughs> we have video of your kid. <laughs> we two counts, right? Um, this is about <laughs> two counts of toy <laughs> slaughter. This is about the combat Carl <laughs> incident. Um, no, but yeah, man, it's a great scene, and uh, the RC car runs out of battery. And then they realize that he has the rocket. And so Woody lights the match, lights uh, the match goes out right after a car drives by it. And then he uses the same trick that he saw Sid do. And he uses Buzz Lightyear's. Which is very smart. He uses Buzz Lightyear's uh, helmet to actually light the rocket. And I mean, this is a cool scene. It's very cool. And they go, uh, we just lit a rocket. Rockets explode, right? Very cool. 
Yeah, and they, yeah. oh yeah, one of my favorites is that they are carrying RC the car, and they throw him into the back of the truck. Into the truck, yeah, and he gets <laughs> and back he into just, it. Yeah. And he just nails Mr. Potato he Head. the truck. Like, just destroys yeah. Mr. Potato Head, which is great. And his appendages go yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and they... Because Mr. Potato Head is somebody that I wouldn't mind if he just, like, fell off the truck. I mean, he you know isn't I mean? necessarily the nicest He's guy comic in the relief, world. but... He's definitely not the nicest guy, but I think that... He's always doubting. Wait, huh? All right, but we haven't even said this quote, and who got to say the most famous quote of this movie is Woody. What was it, Dave? Uh, he says, that's not flying, it's falling with style. Right? No, he says... No, 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 no. He says, and beyond. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I got it backwards. Well, you wanna- yeah. Dude, dude, uh, I, I had it, man. I um, no, <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. He says to well, infinity beyond. Would he ever and say Buzz that? Lightyear you know, says, like, would he? I'm not falling. This or this isn't falling. This is flying. Why don't you guys take over <laughs> for a minute? Because I'm stuttering over my words right, here. Do, this do isn't your, flying. Your, this is falling in style. Do your best. Uh, to... Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> to infinity and beyond. All right, I'm going to go next. To infinity and beyond. I don't know. It sounded weak at the end. I decline. <laughs> I'm bowing out. <laughs> oh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> to infinity right, and so beyond, then, guys. It's a good line. They just like lightly float like a feather straight into the car that Andy's in. And he's like, oh, look, Buzz and Woody. I guess my schizophrenia of where I left my dolls is solved. I, I, well, I know, I'm man. He's like, out. he freaking doesn't never knows where these doll, dolls are, and they suddenly just <laughs> yeah, show. His me. mom's like, yeah, I told you they were right there. He's like, no, they you were blew not. it. <laughs> <laughs> Three seconds ago, they were not here. <laughs> Sorry. Who knew it? <laughs> Jesus, that killed me. <laughs> no, it is impossible yeah. that they could fly into that thing. Also, that nobody doubted, well, I think the mom just does not care at all. So it's like, oh, my son found his toys. They were there all along, whatever. But you got to think, Andy's like... I'm telling oh, you, my, my toys t- are always moving around. Off. Like, they were not there just a second ago. But that's exactly. that's very much... But then he meets up with Sid. But it plays on that sense that parents are very much like, my kid never knows where his stuff is. It's always just, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's always wherever. And I lost Buzz and Woody. She's like, okay, I'm, cool. We got to move. I'm sure that you'll find them. Still. Like, they're in a box or something. You got Mr. Potato Head. You know, move his ear to his eye yes. or something and play with him. Well, and, you know, parents don't really trust their kids because kids just never really know what's going on. It's like, I lost my thing. It's like, it's there. Just, you'll, you'll find it. It's there. It's, there. it's just probably sticky or something somewhere and you did something weird with it. It's sticky. It's like if a kid says you probably spit on it and kid says it. that like their arm is like broken or something like that. And you're like, no, it's not. You you know. See, remember when I broke the glass on our little I do I thing do that remember that, all the yeah. China. I broke the glass, but I immediately, even though I wasn't hurt, I said, Ow, 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 ow I hurt my knee. You know, I try to make everybody feel bad for me because I hurt my knee, mm-hmm. even though I had just broken something really important. Yeah, yeah, that's what kids are that's, like. That's exactly yeah. what kids are like. Jeez, I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> they exaggerate things that they do. <laughs> We're both going. Uh... So then they get back to uh, like Andy hugs the toys. Oh, great. I have my toys. He back. hugs them to his and chest then... and embraces them like yes. this. Yeah. 
And then it's Christmas time, and Woody's forehead from the magnifying glass burn is just cleared up. So is it? Andy's it's probably not, not such a. It's he's not such a bad guy anymore. He got his toy fixed. No, because that's that's a plot point in the next one. Is it really gone at the no, end of this not. movie? No, it's not. I swear to God, man. You want to make another five dollar bet? You be my guest. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know about this. I'll I, make a bet on that one. Actually, no. Right. Well, I'll do five dollars. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I can't remember if it's in that last scene or not, but he has the burn. It is. He has the burn on his forehead in the next movie because that guy paints over it. That guy fills it in. Um, he paints over the Andy on the bottom of his shoe and buffs out his head and his, and his, and his hair. And his he, hat. He buffs out his hat He doesn't... Well. Woody's forehead is fixed by Toy Stories 2, I guarantee you. I don't believe so. Okay, so they're going <laughs> to open up Toy Story 2 with just a burn hole, and it's like, hey, it's Woody. That's going to freak people out, man. He has a, he has a burn right, hole do you, in his head at the beginning of Toy Story right, 2. You want to double or nothing? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I know that I'm right in the first one, so if I lose this fine, one, we're fine, back to zero. Right. <laughs> That's fine, and then it's a gentleman's bet, but I bet you right now that by the time of Christmas of this year, I don't know where Andy's birthday lies, Woody's head is fixed. No, no, no. Man. no. This I, is not what I'm in this movie. No, no, no. I'm not movie. betting on that. I'm not betting on that. I'm betting on Toy Story two because okay, so that's not chronological at all. You realize that? What do you mean? So, <laughs> how do I have to spell this out for you? He got his forehead fixed at the end of Toy Story one, where it's Christmas and they have the dog. Toy Story 2 happens. I still don't think there's a huge burn mark in his head in the first scene. There is. <laughs> okay, okay, so there's right, a, no, I'll take there, the bet. There, I'll take a, the bet. You take the bet? There's a string of bets here because I am betting that his head still has the burn mark at the end of one. All right. You're so, betting that he has it at the end of one. He still has the burn mark. It's not covered up at the end of one. We clearly see it. Okay. Oh, I will bet wow. both y'all $5. So here's what it is. Me and Dave will cut even, double or nothing. If you lose, you owe me $10 on both of these bets. Total. Right. With you... Okay, figure out the bets, and then let's get this no, we thing do. moving. We are. And with you, it's a $5 bet with Dave okay. on this subject. Right. So if you lose, you, you owe me 5 bucks. Yeah. So Ethan That's just it. lost $15. <laughs> Ethan just <laughs> lost 15 I would lose... All right, I'd lose 10 but whatever. So movie wraps up. Christmas time, they have the oh, same little lollygag that they do at the beginning, and it's a puppy. That whole thing, them listening to the radio, which is adorable, and I love it. And that. I think that um, that's, you know, because he said, Woody says, uh, what could possibly be worse than you, right? And they look like they're all chummy <laughs> and buddies, and then they hear a puppy, which is worse than Buzz Lightyear. Worse. And I love, I love that. I think that that Spud is too. such a cute ending. Back for it's action. such a cute little ending, and it's a great freaking... Just a bow on top of this movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. It it ties in like irony and just like the encapsulation of like finishing off a story. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big fan, Spud man. Spud too. And I will say that start to finish. <laughs> you got a bone to pick. Start to start <laughs> to finish. This movie is like it's a great story. There's great characters and there is great dialogue. Like everything in this yeah. movie is very good. And this is marketable. The score is excellent. It. it looks amazing. I mean, Toy Story Two is a fantastic movie, start to finish. It's not my favorite of the first five, but it is definitely an excellent 
Excellent film. Uh, Ethan, what's your favorite scene? Did you have favorite scene, favorite line? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I wrote them down. Uh, my favorite scene is when uh, Sid is kind of talking through the countdown to ignition, and he's just kind of going over it, and there's a lot of bright colors, and you got you, you see all these characters kind of come up from the woodworks. Um, I think that's my favorite scene. That or Pizza Planet, because that just looked fun. Uh, my favorite character... It's got to be Buzz Lightyear, man. Like, I'm going to go easy on this one. It's got to be Buzz Lightyear. All of his banter is hilarious. Uh, My favorite line. Buzz Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. When he's getting the (laughs) doo-doo kicked out of him. I think that's my favorite. How about you? Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. That part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Underneath the truck. Yeah, it's awesome. My favorite line was the same one that Danny said. Um, uh, you guys go so emotional on this. I know we always do. We always will. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, if I'm gonna go funny, I think that Mr. Potato Head when he goes, "Look, I'm Picasso," and then Ham says, "I don't get it," <laughs> and he goes, "You uncultured swine." I like. I think that part's pretty funny. Um, that or Mr. Spells, you're welcome. Uh, but my favorite scene is the uh, is the army army soldier scene. I think that that is probably the most nice. Yeah. And did I mention that that's Me the too? first? That's the first scene that they animated for this movie. To start off really? the project? Yeah, that's the first scene that was animated for this entire movie. That's like the pilot. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I like that scene. You know? I think it's I think it's very, very well done. Um, and my favorite character is Mr. Potato Head. Whoa. Love Mr. Potato Head, man. This changes every wow. <laughs> this, this changes everything. every single line. To be honest, every single line is is hysterical. I was banking on you picking somebody else, so I was kind of thinking I was going to pick somebody else. Potato Head or Mister Spell or Spud. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite character is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character is Andy in this <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> that is so lame. If somebody was like, um, okay, so I said my favorite line. Favorite scene is the claw machine. Um, Good. I just, uh, I, I just love it. I think visually, it's one of the best scenes in this movie. It just looks so awesome. And when you talk about Toy Story to anybody, mm-hmm. it's always just like, oh yeah, the little green guys. Um, but uh, favorite character, Sid, no doubt. Nice. Um, yeah, are right. you serious? Yeah, probably. No, oh. I'm not serious. <laughs> no, no I would back. No, I see, it. If you did, I would back like, it up. I'd be like, "Good choice." See, <laughs> I, I would back it up. I, I originally I would have said Woody. I was kind of anticipating though, like from the beginning of this podcast, that you were going to say Woody, Dave. So I was like, "Ah, who else?" So I actually thought about Sid quite a bit. Um, you know, I think Woody's arc in this—it's the first movie of them all. Toy Story two, three, four. You don't really have to do much with him. He's just Woody now, and I'm sure they'll have a great a great story for him and a, and a great finish on this saga. Would it be franchise? Um, but, uh, series. yeah, series. <laughs> um, God. uh, Hey, l- let me correct you. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, Sid, uh, I honestly watch it. Rewatching this movie. I just, I love arguing for Sid because he's just the villain, but you think about a little, a little kid, Dude, you know, and what he's going through. Like that. Everybody's been, yeah, everybody, a lot of kids were a little weird and messed up. I was kind of strange. And How old is Sid? Did some weird 17, things. 18? <laughs> At this point? I hope not. <laughs> he's probably like 12. 
when it happened? Eight? No, dude. He was the same age as Andy. And Andy has to be like nine or ten. Do they ever say that for the birthday party? Uh, No, I think that Andy's probably turning like eight or nine. And Sid is probably like 11 or 12. Okay. Well... I, I you know, to, what I, have you. I kind of want them to be the same age so that they be like classmate rivals, but that's just me. It's like a... Yeah, vote for Tarby. Like a Rugrats <laughs> all grown up scenario. Yeah. I didn't like all grown up. I was so jacked for all grown up and it all just was grown not up. good. Oh, it's unfortunate, you know, but what can you do? Doug was better. Can I ask you a question? Um... Let's get down to it, Dave. The most important question of it all, the reason, the pinnacle of this podcast, what do you think? School of Rock or Toy Story? Go. School of Rock, no doubt. <laughs> School of Rock, no doubt. <laughs> all right. I, you guys don't have any reason why. So, actually, We've I can... we said our reason for right, right. so long. I can explain why guest. I feel the way I feel. I, um... Because we were going to do this like a month ago or like a couple weeks ago and it didn't work out. And so I tried to rewatch Toy Story last night and I rewatched the first little bit and I watched some of it during my lunch hour at work today. And I was totally just kind of tuned out. I was like, eh, you know, I've seen this, you know, and like, it's a great movie, but that solidified it to me that I was like, oh, I just don't feel like watching this again, you know? Because right now, if somebody said, do you want to watch School of Rock? What are you going to do? I would, I would watch it. And if somebody asked me tomorrow, if I wanted to watch School of Rock, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I could do that again. I would have no problem with watching School of Rock on repeat. I think my answer to this... Can I answer it? Or yeah, it yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You're a guest. <clears throat> I think I would like to watch School of Rock just for the scene where the principal has like two sips of beer and she's just tanked. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. very cool. It's very cool. That to me never made sense, but I love that scene. Okay, I'll, I'm going it's, school uh, to rock. It's not John Cusack; it's Joan Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to Stevie Nicks yeah. saying a song sounds Stevie like Nicks. she's singing. Is that Would it be educational? It would be very educational. Song seems like she's singing. Um, <laughs> good movie, man. Great movie. I love School of Rock so Apparently much, man. Better than Toy Story. I mean, you put Jack Black. Maybe Jack Black's the missing father. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that Jack Black is actually would be a better role in the second one as uh, whatever the guy's name as is. As the dude that freaking, yeah. yeah. I think that he probably would have done what, well Prospector? with that. No, not Stinky Pete. Um, it would have been... The, the big guy that like... The guy that oh, steals yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah. Got it. Al's toy barn chicken guy. Cool. Well, well, there you go, guys. That's freaking <laughs> Toy Story. Else? I, yeah, think that I, we, I think we put it all on there. I think we got it. We put a lot of Toy Story and more. Yeah, <laughs> there's podcast. a lot in here. So um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, well, I do want to uh, to personally thank Ethan Ritter here um, for coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Um, look forward to, to having him on again and for uh, going on your podcast as well. Absolutely. Hey, thank you both for having me on. I loved watching this movie again and uh, had a great time. Uh, follow me on Instagram at ethan.ritter.comedy. 
and uh, Ritter Me This on Apple iTunes Podcast. It's been great, guys. This is great. Real great. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, man. And I can say, as somebody that's listened to his podcast, you should listen because it is very funny. So please very entertaining. listen to Ritter Me This. TBS. <laughs> very funny. Um, well, cool. Uh, thank you to everybody that's, that's listening. Dave and I are really excited about going through this whole Pixar thing. Um, I'm personally excited for Bugs Life. That's that's uh, the one that I'm really looking forward to. But all these movies are just incredible, and just by uh, this talk alone, I'm I'm just excited for the rest of them. But um, um, uh, you know, if you enjoy our podcast and uh, and like what we're doing here, please share us, Professor Jones. Follow us on uh, on Instagram at a uh, Professor Jones Podcast. And uh, besides that, you know, you can just find us on uh, on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, on SoundCloud. So um, another great episode there, Professor. Thanks a lot for listening. Until next time, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. I'm Randy Newman. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Dicks. <laughs> <laughs>